Good morning. Well, you know what's what we can plan on in the mornings? <laughs> we can plan on technical problems. Thank goodness for the technical crew that I've got here that are busy solving my own problems. Sorry about that. Anyway, our topic today is common loan types for fixer-uppers. Fixer-uppers are such an attractive they're attraction to people. They're almost an attractive nuisance. Good morning. I hope you're having a, a great morning with me this morning. Grab yourself a cup of coffee. We're talking common loan types and the problems with them with fixer-uppers. We're going to peel this apart a little bit. And while we are sipping some coffee this morning and overcoming our own technical problems. So common loan types and the fixer-upper problem. So you have a client that walks in the door. If they are often, often a first-time buyer. And they they say, well, it doesn't matter what it is. We just want to get into a home. And, you, and your heartstrings are, are, are there with them. You want to help them get into a home. You want to make it happen for them. You're the licensed professional. You understand the problems. And that's the problem. You understand the problems. And how are you going to tell them they're qualified for an FHA loan? And they bring to you this wonderful house. And it's filled with problems. So FHA, conventional. We also have the veterans loan, which is wonderful. I like all these products. We have the USDA loan. And then we have, you know, the classic hard money loan, which is a cash lookalike. Hard money is someone out there that they are a private lender, then they have their own cash. And when they, with their own cash, they can bypass a lot of the other appraisal products out there. But beware, the interest rate's going to be crazy. Hey, real quick, go to Facebook, if, well, if you're on Facebook, and follow us on social media, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you name it. We're out there on social media. Follow us on social media. If you're on YouTube, you want to hit the subscribe button on YouTube. And that will open up the Guru Members Only events to you. And let me give you a secret about tomorrow. Tomorrow, we are diving deep into the one-week business plan that will put money in your pocket. You will not want to miss this. The only way you can see it is to hit the subscribe button. Open up the Guru Members Only, and you can join us for that training and build your business. Okay, first of all, let's take apart this concept of what is a fixer? What is a fixer-upper? When someone walks in and says, I'll take a fixer-upper, as if, you know, we have this bucket over here of, oh, yeah, well, let me get the bucket of fixer-uppers. These are all fixer-uppers. Well, Let's take apart the issues of fixer-uppers because there's a bunch of them. Fixer-uppers really depend upon the thought process of the individual person. It's just that crazy. Because a fixer-upper can be, it simply needs paint on the inside. That Wouldn't that be a nice fixer-upper? It just needs a DIY, a do-it-yourself project. 
I love that. That's really my style. I don't want a deep fixer-upper when I buy a home. I want more of a DIY type project. Well, that's not really what, what comes up about as the fixer-uppers and with the loan products we're going to be talking about. That needing paint isn't going to be the problem. If all they need is a coat of paint, you haven't hit the problem yet. What you've hit is a little DIY project. And won't that be fun for, for somebody just to throw their own color of paint up and they can call it a fixer if they want. But it's really not a fixer. So what is a fixer? A fixer, let's define it real quick. And this is a loose definition. This is right from your guru. A fixer from your guru is a home that needs some form of repair to be habitable, to be comfortable, to be something that you'd be willing to live in. Everything else above that is a DIY, simply a do-it-yourself project. If it needs some form of repair that will enable you to actually live in the home, well, that probably is a fixer-upper. So let's take apart the different types of fixer-uppers that there can be other. What are the problems? What kind of things do we actually see with, with fixer-uppers? Well, we can certainly see damage to, to the house itself, damage to the property, damage to the realty, like a roof problem. What kind of thing do we see there? We're, 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 we're seeing bare wood. Bare wood can be on a roof as well. It can be on a deck. It can be on the side of the house. It can be the roof. If you're seeing bare wood on the roof, it's a problem. And the lending products like FHA, conventional, VA, USDA, even hard money might have a problem. But certainly the first four, they're going to have problems with bare wood. Because bare wood, when it gets wet, and by the way, I'm in the Northwest. We get lots of rain here. Bare wood is a problem when it comes to rot because it's exposed to the elements. We all know this. Once it gets exposed to the elements, it's not long. It's not long until we have other problems. It's not just bare wood. When you see it, when the inspection inspector calls it out, it is simply emblematic of, of another issue probably that exists deeper. All right. What else is a problem to these loan products? Plumbing. Plumbing is a big one. Well, in plumbing, you can have leaks. You can have plumbing pipes that were simply taken apart. Not only leaks, you can have plumbing that is broken. You can have plumbing problems that is in the septic system that is leaking into the ground. This is a big problem. And you would know then why, of course, just by thinking about it, why the lender would be so emphatic about needing that to be repaired before they're going to throw their hard money, their money, their FHA money, their conventional money, their VA money, their USDA money into this product. 
if you've got leaks going on, it is slowly destroying the house. And by the way, how soon will it be if you help, help, help your people buy a home that has lots of leaks and they don't have the skill sets really or the assets, the personal assets to repair this? How soon will it be? until they don't like you and they're not recommending your services any longer because you were the one that put them into this house. This whole thing turns around on you. So your advice in this has to be very cautious. You need to bring people up to speed with good education, good coaching, solid information. So what are some of the things that the lenders are really dogmatic about? I mean, bare wood can be a big one, but foundation problems, foundation, crumbling foundations, cracked foundations, foundation supports the home. And if you got cracked foundation, something crumbling underneath of you, that is not going to going to go well for this home very long. I mean, come on. How long do you want to live in a home with a cracked foundation? And your lender certainly isn't going to want to be attached to a home that has cracked foundation. Now, so we have foundation and we, and heating systems. Another big core item, heating systems. And yes, I'm including cooling systems, whether it's heat up or heat down, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Let me get another simple cup of coffee this morning. You know, one of my favorite things is do, is doing it with, with fixer-uppers. I do a bunch of them. I advise, advise for investors. We have a whole investor club going on. And if you want to be part of that, you just send me a, a message. We can talk about getting you in. So heating systems, let's just say this. They need to work. The system needs to work. It can be old. It can often be very old. And the system, as long as it works and can pass an inspection, it's probably okay. I have seen some very old systems pass no problem. They've been kept up with, they've been inspected, they, they've been maintained. They have all of that going for them. That's okay. But when it comes to heating systems that don't work, you have a habitability issue going on. You have to have a heating system in a home. And by the way, as far as I'm aware, in these times, Modern times, a just a wood stove doesn't count as the heating system for the home any longer. That's as far as I'm. By the way, I would love to hear from you in the comments. Take a moment and come and give me a comment. What do you think about some of these systems? Particularly, have you sold any homes on standard types of loan products? You know, the conventional FHA, USDA, VA, any, any of these products. Have you sold any of them that only have a wood heating source? I'm not talking about pellet. Under an actual wood burning fireplace and that's it. I don't think that actually qualifies, but I'd like to hear from you.
what do you think and how and if you've sold a home like this how have you got around this problem of the heating system itself all right let's talk about floors because you know a lot of times the carpets don't look so good you're looking at it at a fixer upper and the carpets they just don't look so good do they you walk in and there's problems with the carpet there's problems with staining stains on the carpets or on the linoleum but what about when it's missing what happens when what you have is just a wood floor is that a problem generally not Generally, as long as you have a floor and it's not the subfloor, it can't be the subfloor. But as long as you have the floor, you know, whatever it's covered with, it, it can be painted. It can have floor paint, for goodness sakes. Lot, I've sold lots of homes. It's simply the floor, all it was, was painted. And that was enough. It didn't even get called out because it had a treatment on it. And that can be okay for floors. But if you have floors that are damaged, they have holes in them, or there's a rotted area in the floor, they're simply missing pieces to the floor. You know, if you walk in and you can see the subfloor rafters, you know, the joists down there that are holding the floor, if you can see that, Guaranteed you've got a problem going on. It's going to have to be dealt with or you or the lender is going to be calling this out big time. Before you even get to appraisal, you need to be doing something with a contractor to fix that. Because if the joists are showing, there is an obvious problem going on in that home with the flooring. And floors are one of the critical things. We all do walk on them. Okay, so let's talk about breaks in the fire barrier, the firewall barrier. What do I mean by that? Well, you have a dog door that's been installed, and it's been installed in the garage door. You know that hardcore door that goes into the garage? And they installed this nice pet door. Into you, they cut it in and they've got this nice pet door. But what did that pet door end up doing? Well, what it ended up doing is, is a break in the firewall, in the fire barrier, because between the garage and the house, there is a fire barrier wall, and the door is part of it. And you have to begin to think. If there's a breakdown there, will it be called out? Some inspectors will get technical on you here, and they will call it out. By the way, they're technically right for calling it out. It is a break in the firewall. Of course, it is a great ability to let your pet go out to the garage. It's, it's one of the common ways of places to put a pet door is let them go in and out through the garage area. But before you do it, if you're the homeowner, you got to think about the break in the firewall and the safety problem that it's going to result in. Okay, let me move on here. I've got a bunch of content. By the way, don't forget to, to hit the thumbs up, like the show. I personally love it when you like 
the show. I really, it, it just kind of makes my day. So take a moment and like the show. Let's move on over to mold. Mold problems. Mold, it could be a show all of its own. From what I am told, I am not a mold expert in any manner. But from what I'm told from the mold experts out there, there isn't actually black mold in the Northwest yet. It could come. It's just not here at this point in time. Nevertheless, there are hundreds, maybe thousands of types of mold that's out there. Lots of mold. Mold is a problem to a home because mold is a problem to the inhabitants, which is you and your clients. Just because the current homeowner says they have no problem breathing in the house doesn't mean that the mold growing in the attic or underneath the house won't be a problem. If you have standing water underneath the house, you probably have mold under the house. And mold is a big, big deal because it destroys the house and it destroys our ability to live safely in the home. It's a big problem. Mold results in a lot of, of repairs and the mold repairs can be quite extensive. There are becoming special inspections now just for mold because mold is such a big deal to our lives. So in fixer-uppers, is there mold? <laughs> yeah, there usually is mold and it's usually a problem. Unless the person is looking to take the house all the way down to the rafters and, and just really restructure the whole home. If there's mold problems in the home, you're going to have to get a professional in there to help deal with that. I hope you're sipping your coffee this morning as I am and loving a Tuesday. Tuesday is kind of that beginning of the week. We start get going, getting going for real estate. We survived the weekend. You know, we took Monday off for a lot of us. And here we go for a Tuesday. So cracked windows. I want to take a moment and talk about cracked windows because of the problem it results in. Inspectors will call it out. Lots of appraisers will call it out. But why? Why do they call this out? What, what's the deal? Well, number one, it has to do with heating systems. Heating systems are reliant upon the area, the room, the house itself, not having other leaks in it. Otherwise, the systems don't work correctly. They have their return air. You know, we've all seen the return air for, for, for forced air systems, or if they're baseboard, they all have their systems, but they're based upon no obvious leaks. But window cracked windows have other problems to them. The other problems that, that they result in is a leak, not just of air, but of water. Remember the water problem? We've called it out several times. Water problems, bare wood, windowsill areas, it gets down in. And it's a problem. Window leaks can really result in a big, another big 
hidden problem. Because people say, oh, it's just a small crack of the window. But what it's doing is it's letting in the outdoor moisture into that windowsill. And once it gets into the windowsill, it gets into the wall. And often below cracked windows, if it's been like that long enough, you're going to have a wet wall underneath the window. Hey, this, this isn't any kind of DIY thing. This is a contractor coming in and redoing the wall of the house. Because that, by now it's going to have dry rot in it. That's a big deal. That's a very big deal. All right. Vapor barriers. If there's no vapor, let me define a vapor barrier first. For, for, for those still waking up this morning, let's talk about vapor barriers. So underneath the house, in the crawl space, there should be a vapor barrier. That's that heavy-duty plastic that's put on the floor, on the ground, under the home, keeping the moisture in the ground and away from coming up to the home. Well, lots of homes will have breaks in the vapor barrier. Or they won't have any vapor barrier at all. It will either, it's an older home and one was never put in. Or it was taken out because it was damaged. The people thought, let's just get rid of this old vapor barrier. And they just never replaced it. But for whatever the reason, if you don't have a vapor barrier, you need to plan to have a contractor coming in and replacing the vapor barrier because the vapor barrier is critical to keeping moisture out of the home. It also does other other things as well with rodents and radon uh, problems. It does things like that, but there's a you've got to have the vapor barrier in place or the lending products will call it out. Today we've been talking about fixer-uppers in the light of the common problems with some of the loan products, FHA, conventional, VA, USDA, and even hard money. They all will call out. The problems we talked about today, they will all be calling out. Why won't the common loan products allow you to finance a fixer-upper? Well, the things we talked about today become the lead issues because people can't tend to go in and fix the home right away. Some of these things are very deep pockets. I mean, some of these things could run you $30,000, I mean, really big money, depending upon what it is. This is Real Estate Daily. I am your real estate guru, and I'll be talking to you about coaching products and our course and making your business the largest it can ever be in 22. And we'll talk again tomorrow. Don't forget to hit that, hit that like button. Don't forget to, to sign up and be part of the Guru Members Only by subscribing inside YouTube. And that will open up the Members Only events. And I'll see you tomorrow.